Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scaffins Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday morning here with an episode titled Why You Can't Stick to a Diet. And maybe even if you should uh, or shouldn't stick to a diet. But in terms of, of what we're going to say here, we'll talk about diet as just your lifestyle of eating. And that's the context that I choose to believe in it. Uh, really fast shout out to all our 47 Day Transformation people who just wrapped up uh, Friday. Uh, so today would be day 49 for them. They graduated from the program, uh, seen a ton of amazing before and after pictures. This is this group was lit. I mean, these guys were literally just uh, amazing in terms of what they've done, not just how they look, which we'll share on Instagram and YouTube when we get their all their after photos and videos and testimonials, but really just committing to something and you know for for once in your life you know mean what you say and do what you say and follow through and don't jump ship when it's hard and on day you know four five six seven eight nine ten see things through to build the foundation of skills in the 47 days they can have for the rest of their life and that's what we choose to do in that program which prompted me to uh, write some show notes on this of why it's so hard for people to stick to a diet or a healthy eating regimen and plan because it's it's not something you can just set it and forget it. It's it's something that you're going to have to either consciously or subconsciously manage um, for the rest of your life. And it's really strange because I was talking the other day to uh, one of our guys in here. He's a finance guy, super smart. And it's really the same way. It's like, you know, why you can't stick to a budget. I really do, you know, think the fitness and finance, they, they mirror themselves uh Greatly, I mean, literally, it's a. I think of the finance world and the fitness world, you know, very much the same in a lot of regards. Although I do think the the fitness aspect of it is a lot tougher uh, when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it. But him and I were speaking. He's talking about all the things he learned and, and what he knows. He's very successful financially. Uh, does work very well for investments. He runs um, a lot of things uh, for for major companies. And uh, he came to me and said, "Hey, man, you know." My kids now, because of what he's learned with us and through our program and tracking macros and just healthy eating and the right choices and meal timing and, you know, prepping and preparing and doing the things that we do coach and teach here, he said, you know, my kids at 11, 12, 13, 14 are going to know so much more stuff than I know. And he's like, I didn't know any of this stuff until, and then he paused for a second and said, well, shit. Until I came here, you know, about six months to a year ago. And that blows my mind that, you know, you can be that successful uh, in multiple areas of life and you can go to school and become highly educated and learn all these skills. Yet we go to school and nobody's talking about macros in elementary school, middle school, or high school. Nobody's talking about micronutrients for the most part in elementary school, middle school, or high school. Nobody is telling kids and breaking down to them what a like legit quality complete proteins are. What are healthy fats? What are you know unhealthy fats? What are you know good quality carbohydrates? What are you know more processed you know carbohydrates? What are the effects of you know these things on the body when we overconsume them? And we don't go into any detail whatsoever. And I always give my example. I graduated from college and short of you know reading back then it was uh, forums on like bodybuilding.com or muscle and fitness and going through these sites and and becoming part of the life in that regard those are the only people the bodybuilding people who are talking about it or like legit fitness nerds but there is no educational piece for it and I think that's probably reason number one of why people can't stick to a, a diet or like a legit nutrition plan because there literally is no major educational focus on it as a young kid 
And I, I do think that's a failure in the educational system. And again, I'm, I don't have an answer for it. But again, I, my undergrad is, you know, in the special education field. Um, I learned nothing about that stuff. Like fucking zero. Anything I got was from like the, the fitness and wellness classes, like uh, the biology, the kinesis, those things. Sure, they touch on it, but not in the detail or in the scope of that's going to uh, help the average person, which is, is what I was. Obviously an athlete, but an average Joe. And I do think that's a failure. And I do think we need to do better in that regard. So outside of that, you know, the one thing that has really stood out to me, you know, for over, you know, 10, 11 years, you know, total 15 years I've been doing this. My first training cert, like I've mentioned before, 2005, I believe was the first one. And I didn't think it would lead to this today. But over the past, you know, 10, 11 years at scale doing only this and nothing else with, you know, thousands and thousands of people at this point, I thought to myself, you know, why do people struggle so much with the eating aspect of it and the portion of it? Because what number one, I think people are, are way too hard on themselves when they're learning a new skill. And the skill of eating is simple and basic. We learn that at about one or two years old. You see broccoli in front of you or you see Pop-Tarts in front of you. You grab the broccoli, you put it in your mouth. You grab the Pop-Tarts, you put it in your mouth. It's the same skill. It's the behavior of learning what to eat, you know, when to eat, how to eat it, what works best for your body and your goals. And most people, they expect, you know, a perfect cookie cutter plan, uh, a perfect diet, a perfect exercise program that they just get handed to them and they just do it. And uh, if they were to get that, if that even existed, which I don't believe there is a holy grail of of fitness routines or exercise routines or nutritions and diets because we're each of us is individually different. Now, a lot of us fit into different boxes, but they're all going to be uniquely ours, specifically the eating stuff. Even if, you know, let's say BJ Gadur and I do the same, you know, training program, which we do not, we do, we have a we, lot of similarities. We come from the same school of stuff, but he has his style. I have my style. He has the things that he likes that works for his body. I have the things that I like that work for mine. Now, a lot of those are very comparable, but they are uniquely different. Now, the way that he eats compared to the way that I eat was drastically different forever. Even if they're similar today, there's little idiosyncrasies I'm going to do that I need to do to feel better, move better, and look the way that I want, and he will do the same thing. And what happens is when people get these, the plans or the programs that are just kind of laid out for them, they expect it to go perfect. And as soon as they fuck up, they wonder, you know, what they're doing wrong. And they become the most negative version of themselves. They become self-defeated because we approach eating with this perspective of, well, if I'm not perfect, then I'll just say, fuck it completely and I'll stop. And then I'll move on to the next cycle and the next program, maybe in a few months. And they keep, you know, becoming these kind of habitual program jumpers. And they never really see anything through because they're so hard on themselves. They are their own you know, worst critic and their own worst enemy. And my advice to you is if you find yourself changing eating styles and programs too quickly, slow down. I need, I need to make a joke here. Uh, my wife is, is very, uh, she gets going really quick in a lot of things. Not the eating stuff. She's got that figured out uh, pretty much at this point. I'll bring her on the podcast this week, I promise you guys. Um, and, and we might talk about that or we have one other topic to talk about. But uh, I joke because she gets in a rush and things and she's like speeds around. And it's almost like like mindless speeding around, like you're running around the house at a fast pace, even though it only gets you to, to move somewhere like a half second quicker. And she would do that even as a little kid. And I can still hear her dad saying like, slow down, Heather, because you just like speed through stuff. And that's how I, when I see her do that, that's how I feel most people are going through their 
fitness routines. That's how most people are going through their, their fitness eating. What I mean is they're trying to get results so fast. They're like, they're doing all this unnecessary, you know, speeding leg work to get somewhere super quickly. And when it doesn't happen as fast as they want to, they get frustrated and they quit. My advice to you guys is to breathe, just chill, slow down. You don't have to be your own worst enemy and your own worst critic. Shit, eating right and making a great choice in the fast paced, stressed out world we live in today is hard enough. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Now, in the same note, Losing fat, losing weight, building muscle, getting in great shape is a side effect of a behavioral change in your life. Let me say it again to you guys when you listen. It's not a book. It's not just, you know, read this printed out plan that somebody gave me. Losing fat, losing weight, building muscle, changing your body and controlling your flesh, which is one of the hardest things to do, is a side effect of legit behavioral change both with the physical habits and also the mental habits that you're creating every single day. The way that you look, move, and feel, and think, and the perspective you take on you know progress or lack thereof is in your control. Now, these are skills, and they're behavioral skills, and I think that's where people get confused sometimes. They think, well, someone will just show it to me, and I'll do it. No, you're going to have to master this skill. And it's a skill that can be learned. And they're also skills that you're going to improve upon over time. And so learning how to make a proper eating choice is a behavioral skill that you will learn today, maybe. And then you're going to have to improve in that skill over and over and over again. And the most important thing is understand this. You're not going to be perfect from day one. You're not going to get it right from the start. Nobody ever is. I've never met one person who came in here and said, Jeremy, I'm 150 pounds overweight. What do I do? And we tell them and they're fucking a master on week one. It's impossible to do. I wasn't. I fucked up more than my fair share. And I'll share that here in a second. So you have to understand when you are going to change how you look, how you move, how you feel, how you eat, how you sleep, how you become a healthier person. You want it to happen overnight. I get that but you will not be perfect with it on day one. The person you are listening to today talking to you, the way that you see me move on Instagram and YouTube, and if you meet me in person and you're and blah, 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 Jeremy, oh, you're so big and you're so ripped and all this shit. It's, it took a long time to do that. And the way that I, and my wife will say all the time, she's like, your self-control is this. You're just like, she'll say you're so perfect all the time, which isn't true because I'm not perfect. I, 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 I fuck up when I fuck up and I, I don't beat myself up over it. I don't really care. It's just, I'm happy with, with who I am and how I, look and feel at this point but she'll say that she says, you have so much self-control i can't do it you know what you can do it. and i'm like a you don't have to two you're not meant to do it and i'm like three it's taken me way many many years before i even met her to become this person of me and that's going to be the same thing for you guys and that's the reason i, I drilled down on this is you know you have to set expectations for yourself when every other skill that you've picked up over your lifetime, you started it, you were not great at it, this will be the exact same. And so anyone out there who golfs, right? How were you, you know, the first few, you know, rounds or times you played golf? Were you Tiger Woods? Were you Phil Mickelson? No, uh, you were terrible. Uh, you probably didn't hit any ball straight. And if you hit one straight, you know, w- with any with any amount of accuracy, you probably felt good. And it was awesome. You celebrated a little bit, but it was probably frustrating. You probably hit things left, right. You had like eight duffs. You chunked it into the ground. You probably lost six balls. It was not the best experience ever. Now, if you guys have golfed for over 10 years, 
how much better are you now than at day one? A lot better. Now, you might not be Tiger or Phil, but I promise you you're probably a respectable golfer who can at least go out and like enjoy himself for the most part, and you are a trillion times better than the dude you were on day one. Ever play basketball, anybody? Odds are you probably weren't hitting turnaround fadeaways like MJ the first time you played in your driveway. Now, if you played basketball from ages 6 till 18, you probably could dribble, and you probably could shoot, and you probably made a couple shots, and you probably understood pivoting and footwork, and you could run a basic three-man weave drill and probably shoot a layup off both legs and both arms. Like, it's, it's probably something you acquired. When you guys learned to swim, when they threw in the pool, were you Michael Phelps? No, you weren't. Again, when you even tried to learn how to ride a bike, which is the most basic shit, all of us probably can ride a bike, the first probably 50 times you fell off or you had training wheels forever. The point is, was it frustrating? Yes, of course it was. It is not fun to do something that you suck at. It is not fun to do something where it doesn't come naturally. It's not fun to go through the struggle and just be horrible at things. I'm just like you guys. I get it, man. But... Did you persist in that struggle when you fell off a bike one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times? Of course you did. Now you can ride a bike. When you learn how to do something as basic as shit, let's say speak, for example, like, like speaking, right? Basic stuff. How'd you learn how to read? How'd you learn how to speak? Probably by sounding out one letter at a time or one word at a time until you got there. And even though it was frustrating, you didn't understand every word, you didn't understand what was going on. Did you quit? No, you didn't. And you persisted through. And then because of those skills and behaviors, they turned into rituals, routines, habits, and patterns. And now they work for you without you even having to think about it. It's a second nature. And that's why I always use that as the example. You don't think about speaking. It's a skill. You just do it. You've done it for so long. And you've done it so often, you've probably you've mastered it in the way that you're going to master it out. It's up for debate if any of us, you know, master speaking, depending on our style. But you know how to read. You know how to ride a bike. Now, I'm not MJ, but you can drop me off at a court with a basketball and I can make jumpers for you. Now, I'm a shell of what I used to be, but I can still dunk a basketball. I can still dribble and shoot with both hands. And if I get on a, you know, a 2000 five, six, seven-ish Jeremy Scott streak, um, I can probably light you up because it's a skill that I have. And I've practiced it so many times it never went away. Now, it's not as sharp as it used to be because I haven't practiced it in a long time, but I still own the skill. The way that you eat and the way that you think about food and putting it into your body is the exact same way. You can't treat your fat loss, your weight loss, your fitness differently because it's the same skill, if not harder, than everything else I just listed. And let me explain the skills aspect of it, right? When it comes to, let's say, fat loss, we expect to just jump in in day one and just crush it. We're highly motivated. We're jacked. And that's awesome. I love enthusiasm. And when we don't see, we, we didn't lose seven pounds in week one, we get discouraged. When we don't see our arms growing, you know, two inches bigger in six months, we get discouraged. When we're putting in a ton of work for 90 days and we've only lost 10 pounds, we get discouraged because we think it should be so much faster and so much quicker and we should look so much better because we did something for 90 whole days. I've been doing this, eating this way for the better part of 12 years. I have been training my body my entire life. And to think that you have 
so much unique unicorn talent you know and gifts that you could do it in 90 days is utterly ridiculous because when you don't see it happen in 30 60 90 days most people what do they do they quit and they look for the next fad or the next trend or the next diet or the next fitness program or the next fitness guru or the next fitness coach and they start over and that is insanity to me you have to be willing to see things through now if something's not working for an extended period of time you can punt it you can jump ship i get that and we have to try different things but don't quit on something before you even give it a shot if i would have quit on fitness you guys in the first three years none of this would be happening None of this would be possible. If I had got discouraged the first three times I fucked up on my eating because I was trying to be quote-unquote perfect and I just gave it in, I'd probably be 250 pounds today working at some factory and, and this would not be my life. I don't understand why we tend to treat our fat loss and our weight loss and our fitness differently than basically every other skill we've ever learned. Why, when you're eating and training, do we give up so easily? At the very you know, first signs of you know struggle, at the first signs of this is going to be tough, this is going to be hard. Why do we think like, you know, it's it's so easy? Like, and that's I guess what I, I think is, and I know people are starting to change the mindset a little bit. Like, oh well, you know, it, it's hard to eat right, and it for surely is. And if you know that, if you know there's so very few super fit people in the world. You know that there is far more people who are out of shape, who are overweight, who are not healthy, who don't move good and who don't feel good than are people who do move amazing, feel amazing, and look amazing. Why mentally are we not making the connection that that is a really hard thing to do and it's going to take effort on our part to master it and become one of those people? I don't understand that. It's like when you see someone who has a net worth of $250 million, that's really hard to do. Like, that's really tough to acquire that much wealth. Like, very few people ever reach that. And yet, I think we understand that and know that. You wouldn't show up at your job on day one making 38000 bucks a year and be like, you know what? My net worth is going to be $250 bucks one day. That's a big fucking jump. Yet, you walk into the gym, someone will come and sit across from me. They're 50 pounds overweight. And they say, Jeremy, I want to look like you. That's the same fucking jump, dude. You're at $38,000. bucks. i am at $250 million. Like, it's, it's really hard. You're going to have to master so many skills over an extended period of time. So you have to start thinking about fat loss, weight loss, and eating right in the same context. It's simple in theory, but the application is tough because it's a behavioral change of your habits, rituals, and routines. It's not just an on and off switch. It's not, well, I'm going to rip it for 12 weeks and then punt it for four weeks. It doesn't work that way. Now, some people are you know naturals when it comes to picking up new skills. Some people are just awesome at stuff. But most people aren't, like myself. I suck at almost everything naturally. And I fucked up a lot in the beginning. I remember I even had a, a photo shoot, one of the very first ones I had, like a, like a bigger one, for like muscle and strength, which we did a segment for them. And I, I looked, I, I think I looked, you know, decent in, in the photo. This is like when I'm a young kid, 20, probably one of the first real ones, 26 maybe, 27-ish. And I'm, I'm pumped up and, and I'm in a photo so I can look big and jacked, even though in reality in life I look, you know, kind of like a normal dude who just works out. But, you know, cameras and lighting and angles sometimes make you look like a rock star. And, uh, or maybe I'm being too critical of myself now. Who knows? But 
the point is, remember, I was leading up to that photo shoot, and I fucked up at least once or twice because I was trying to be so perfect and going these long gaps without eating. Remember, I just came home one day, and I had my normal you know, tuna and oatmeal, and that's, I was dead broke, you guys, so that's what I had to eat. I ate tuna and oatmeal mixed together, and I drank water, and if I had money, I'd buy like Powerade Zeros just so I had some flavor in my life, but that's what I would do. And I remember I lived with my, my homie Ryan and Dave at the time, and I remember Ryan would have like uh, the multi meal cereal, for you guys who don't know, it's like it's real cereal. It's just the ghetto poor kids version. So we had like apple dapples instead of apple jacks. Like apple jacks, like if you're rich, um, apple dapples is like when you're broke, like us. And so uh, I remember I was just like for whatever reason I just had my my hormones, or I just gave in. I said fuck it. And I remember just like taking handfuls of apple dapples and shoving them into my mouth. First of all, they taste amazing. I, I miss cereal so much. Um, I don't eat it because I, I have no self control and I'd eat a whole box like in probably 20 minutes and I'd would feel like a bag of shit but at the time like I have a photo shoot with muscle and fitness coming up in probably like four days and I'm trying to be lean you know and I'm doing it the way that the only way I know how to do it at 26 27 years old and they start shoving apple dapples in my mouth and I'm like you're a failure bro and immediately I look in the mirror and I'm like you're fat and I was like that's that 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 mental thing and I had almost like given up on myself and I'm fucking I'm gonna make up an excuse and tell him I can't do it but I'm like you know what you can't do that. You committed to it. You're going to do it. It's an opportunity. And if you say no now, they're probably never going to call you again. And so it's like, fuck it. You just go through the process. And I'm like, that's me at 27 years old, having to show up to, at the time, one of the biggest, you know, two, three magazines in the world to just do a photo shoot to be inside of this magazine, which at, at the time was a huge opportunity for me. Now, the reason I share that story is that's an external motivator for me. I'm going to show up somewhere. I'm going to take my clothes off and they're going to take photos of me. And that's the only thing they're going to use of me. They don't care about my personality, how nice I am, you know, my knowledge of, you know, 90s hip hop. They don't give a shit about that. They only care about Jeremy, how do I look when I'm flexed and oiled up on camera? That's it. And even though I had that coming up, it was still so hard for me to eat the way I had promised myself and planned I was going to eat. So knowing that, when I have an external motivator of something that big and that opportunity and I still cracked and I gave in, that should tell you how hard it is to eat right and adhere to something and understanding that perfect does not exist because at the time at 27, I did not have the same mental fortitude. I had not mastered the skill of behaviorally eating the way that I have now almost 10 years later. Does that make sense what I'm saying to you guys? Because... It takes some of those losses and understand why I gave in and why I did it. And sometimes it's just part of the process. You're just, you're not good enough yet at the skill. It's like, sometimes it's not about fucking up. It's just, I hadn't mastered the skill yet. It's like when you play basketball and you shoot, you know, 50 jumpers. And maybe when I'm, you know, 18, I'm going to hit, you know, 32 of those jumpers. And by the time I'm, you know, let's say 23, I'm going to hit 44 of those jumpers. Now, I wasn't bad at 18. I'm just better at 22. Does that make sense? Like I wasn't bad at 27. I just wasn't as good as I was at 35 because change is hard and it's frustrating, man. And you're going to struggle. And, you know, it's just a natural part of, you know, behavioral change. Uh, the, the, the frustration, the struggle is a natural part of understanding that you're going to have to change the habits, rituals, and routines in your life. And understanding that, you know, I guess I could put it this way. What's going to help you guys shift into the mindset of this is how it has to be is understanding that changing your habits 
it can't be just turned on and off. And I think a lot of people do think that. Like, I remember they'll say, you know, if I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to quit drinking, I'm going to quit doing blah, yada, yada. Like, I, I can quit when I want to. And that's like a phrasing I've heard people say around me my whole life, whether it be booze, uh, cigarettes, uh, prescription drugs. I, I would say it to my, I would never say it out loud because I knew how fucking fake it was. But I would say it to myself sometimes. And I would I'd lie to myself that I could quit chewing tobacco if I want to. Um, and at the time I'm saying that, like, I know deep down I can't. I tried it like 15 times to quit. I would chew a tin a day uh, every day and I would say, oh, I could quit if I want to, but I, I'm, I'm young. I just don't want to. It's fun. I like it. I like how it makes me feel. It's part of what I do. And uh, then when I really wanted to, I had like, you know, probably five or six like relapses of going back to it um, because it just pulls you in like, oh, okay, well, I'll do it, but I'm only going to have one a day. And, you know, alcoholics will say that too. It's like if you're if you're addicted, you're addicted to it. And it, it takes a long time to get over that stuff and it takes a long time to understand that it is not an on and off switch. It's more of a progression when you're changing. And obviously one thing's addiction, one thing is just, but again, I do think this is a whole different podcast together, food addiction, which I think is the, the most lethal uh, probably of all. And the one that we don't talk about enough in detail and it is real um, because drug addiction, alcohol addiction, while we know we're in it, you don't have to chew tobacco. You don't have to smoke cigarettes. You don't have to do coke. You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to shoot dope. You don't have to do oxy. Like you can quit that shit and still live a life. You have to fucking eat. Even if it's only eating once a day, you still have to eat. It's not something you can give up. You need to sustain it for life. And that's why I do think it is hard to change that behavior. But it isn't on and off. It's more like a progression, almost like a slow transition from one behavior to the next and just acquiring new skills and enhancing those skills. Almost like in my house as a kid, I used to have this old, like the old dimmer switches. Now they're fancy, but I had the old circle turn one. You guys know what I'm talking about? If you're on YouTube, you can watch me right now. That old kind of circle dimmer switch, you know, to make it from dark to bright or somewhere in between. That's how you kind of have to think of the progression of this. It's not going to happen from shitty on day one to perfect on day two, but it's a slow dimmer that's going to change over time. And all of a sudden, you're going to go from dark to bright. And you have to be, in my opinion, laser focused on at least one specific behavior that you want to change. And you work on that behavior over time until it becomes a habit. You hear what I'm saying? Like you work on this one behavior over time until it becomes just a mindless habit. And it's hard to do. Um, but shit, what in life isn't hard to do? It isn't hard to change. And I think probably one of the most important things is that there's going to be inevitable struggles. It's just part of it. Just go into it knowing I'm going to take losses. I'm going to fuck up. People are going to talk me into doing things at first because I'm not going to be mentally strong enough to say no and I'm going to give in to peer pressure and yada, yada, yada. And that's just a normal part of change, man. It's just part of growing up. It's just a part of becoming a better version of who you are in terms of how you eat you know, and how you think and just how you live your life in general. I think you can parallel that to, to pretty much anything in your life. Anytime you're trying to change a culture instead of establish a culture, it's going to be tougher. Um, but instead of running away from those things, from, you know, that pain, you know, from that struggle, from you know, the failures, this is where the growth happens. Uh, it's the same way that it happens in the gym. And it's the same way that happens outside the gym. Like when you're here, you know, in at least with the training aspect of it and failing of it is good. Because it's like you're taking the muscle to failure. You're taking it to fatigue. And if you can't do, you know, a certain lift or a certain pattern, it's like you, you don't just quit on it. Well, I'm not great at split squats today. Well, who the fuck is great at doing them on day one? They're terrible. Like over time, you can master them and really feel them. Even though people think like, oh, I mastered a split squat in a week. You didn't. 
you don't know the idiosyncrasies of it yet. And if you do it long enough, you'll start to feel it and you'll notice and you'll see and you'll understand it. It's the same thing with any man. And the struggle is what makes the success. And it's the same thing with the food. And you're going to take losses, but it's those little wins you can stack up. And sometimes it's as simple as like going to the grocery store and walking by all the same shit you used to buy all the time and just not buying it. Or even putting it in your cart and going around the entire time. And then you know what? Putting it back on the shelf and then leaving the grocery store. I used to do that for years. And admittedly, I still do it every now and then. And that's just part of it. And you you did it like, well, you know what? I feel better about myself. I didn't need that cake today. I didn't need those chips. I didn't need to drink those beers. You know, and it feels good. And you do that enough, that behavior starts to become just a, a mindless habit you do. And now it's like there's certain aisles of the grocery store I just go, don't go down. There's certain things I just don't eat and drink when I don't want to. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need that today. That old me would have done that. But now that's not what the new me is. Just like learning how to golf, just like learning how to swim, how to hoop, how to ride your bike and shit, even how to speak or, you know, read or write words for that matter. You practice those skills until you get good at them and then until you become great and then until you become phenomenal and you can take the levels from there as you want to go. And fat loss and weight loss and training and building muscle is really no different. Eating and exercise habits are skills, you guys. And like all skills, the more you practice them, the better you're going to get over time. It's just the truth. It won't happen on day one. It won't happen on week one. It won't happen on month one. But eventually, if you don't give up and you just keep banging on your craft, you're going to get better. That's what all of us have done. It takes time and probably way more time than you want. And this goes for everything in life. Everybody wants to be a fucking millionaire. Everybody wants to be, you know, 200 pounds uh, as a dude and be 7% body fat. Every girl wants to weigh whatever girls want to weigh. I don't even know anymore. It's, it's so ridiculous. And they want to be, you know, have abs, but not too muscular, right? And not too shredded, but they want to be that. And they all want to work, you know, 22 hours a week and have the greatest work-life balance and live in the best neighborhoods and drive the freshest cars. And they want to do all this shit on basically fucking day one. It doesn't work that way. It takes time. Everything great in life takes time, you guys, and way more time than you think it does, and way more effort than you think it does. So in terms of fat loss and weight loss and building muscle, you have to forget the, you know, 14-day quick start magic plan or the, you know, four-week rapid fat loss muscle building program or get, you know, bigger arms in two weeks horseshit. And you just have to lose that mentality, that quick fix, you know, bandit on a gunshot wound mentality. It doesn't work. You start to look at things as a lifelong skill, a lifelong journey and a lifelong process. Because it is. There is nothing else. That's why we did the podcast and you can go back and listen to it if you guys haven't heard it. It's why it's called why eating right is so hard. Or if you want to listen to the cost of getting lean, those are probably two good uh, nutrition ones that we've done. The cost of getting lean one is probably the best one we've done um, because that tells the truth about what it really takes in terms of effort, energy, and sacrifice. But if you want to just know why I think eating right is so hard is because this, it's a behavioral change. It's a habit change. It's a pattern change. It's because it's a skill you have to master at some point or at least become proficient in and you have to own it if you eat one, two, three, four, five times a day, every day until you're dead. It's not something you can just do for a little bit and you know live off of the hard work. You have to keep putting it the hard work in and when you don't, it'll slide back pretty fucking quick. It's something that never ends, you guys. 
you will always have to learn something new. You always have to change and shift and adjust because you're always going to be getting older, softer, and wrinklier if you don't. It's just, it's father time, man. He's undefeated and he's, he's literally sprinting after us. And it's our goal to, you know, live as healthy and as happy and as safe and efficient as possible. You know, all being at making us, you know, look and move and feel younger than we actually are. And, you know, the wins... And the breakthroughs are going to happen all the time, even when you don't expect them to. And you have to be willing to, you know, celebrate the wins and the victories and and the little things that you're going to do. And understand that's going to come with struggles and losses. It's peaks and valleys. I say it all the time. It's no different in the eating. You're not going to always eat perfect. You might go on vacation and fuck up more than you wanted to. And so you live to fight another day. And you, you know, you take a, a second after your vacation. You reverse engineer what happened. And you audit yourself and say, okay, here's where I fucked up. What can I do next time? to put myself in a position to be better on vacation. And again, enjoy your life and live your life. You want to drink a couple beers, drink a couple beers, but there's no reason you have to do the same dumb shit you did at 22 when you weren't tracking macros or eating right and didn't care about yourself. Like, you're a different person now. And where you draw the line of, you know, going crazy and having fun, that's that's a context box that you have to live in. I, I can't make it for you. Um, I have my own fat ceiling and I have my own fat rules and I'm willing to do what I choose to do inside of that. I have a, a podcast on how I eat if you guys want to see it. My wife and I will come on and we'll talk about how we do vacations and how we do um, eating at home and that kind of thing. But I can't draw the line for you. Only you guys know that. But you just have to understand it's not going to be perfect on day one. It's not going to be perfect today. And even if you're awesome today, it's going to change. If your job changes, if your financial situation changes, if your traveling schedule changes, if you have kids, it's going to change. There's a lot of things that are going to affect how you eat. But if you own the skill and you understand about making the right choice and you're willing to pay the price today to look and move and feel better tomorrow, you guys are going to be okay. And what I mean by tomorrow is a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, and for the rest of your life. So just know that, you know, those programs, the, the quick fixes and those things, they're okay to, to join and to do. Um, but understand that they're not a solution for life. It's to build a foundation of skills you can have forever. Our 47-day transformation is not there to guarantee on day 41 you're going to look like a bag of shit. And on day you know 47 you're going to look like Arnold. That's not what it is. It's for you guys to learn something that wasn't taught to you in school. That should have. That, in my opinion, the educational system failed you um, as kids. And that it's failing you as adults and it's failing America, in my opinion. And it's a basically an educational course a crash course. I wish I could make it 47 weeks. I just think that'd be really hard to sell. It'd be expensive. Um, It'd be really hard to sell, but you can learn something in those 47 days that you can take with you forever. And then having, you know, the support of an inner circle and a continuity of a coach and a community will allow you to win. And that's how you have to think about it. So I'm not against programs. We do a lot of stuff that's, you know, 28 days of this and, and 45 days of that. But I don't, claim it to be the answer to all your problems because it's not if it's going to get you to do something better than you would do on your own if it's going to teach you something new you can do with us and also do without us that's why we do these programs and challenges and things that i think can solve problems all the shit that we create here in my opinion is to help solve a problem or make fitness and eating make sense to you guys and make it fun as fun as it can be in a context of having accountability and having a group and having somebody who's been through the ringer and does it for a living walk you through the process because it's way easier i would not be in this position today financially if i had not met you know three or four people um and and not more importantly not even what they said to me but just watch what they do watch what they're doing with their money and their time and how they spend it and what they've done to be in the position that they're in and that's how i look at fitness i've walked the walk in fitness Um, And now I'm walking the walk in finance too, for that matter. And I'm walking, more importantly, I'm walking the walk in behaviors. 
in habits and rituals and routines. And that's what all that shit comes down to. I, I'm not, again, I'm not a natural talent in anything. It's just the behavioral changes I was willing to make in myself. And it's really hard, man. It's really hard not to go spend money on dumb shit. When I live in an area where everybody has really nice, cool, fun, dumb shit, um, it's painful. It, it takes a certain level of patience to change your behaviors, your natural inclination to go just give in to all your wants. But that's what kids do. Kids make choices on feelings in the in the moment. And grown adults are willing to delay gratification for certain things. And it's no different with the eating, with your finances, with your fitness, with everything you do in life. And it's going to take time. Um, but now... Once you're willing to accept that, um, you can master these skills if you're willing to practice them daily in your life because that's how change truly happens, whether it be in your eating, in your fitness, in your education, in your relationship, and everything in between. It's a behavioral change, and once you can understand that and commit to that, you guys will be successful. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that of why you can't stick to a diet over the past decade plus of people. Uh that's probably been the biggest thing that I've seen and, and why they fail. It's because they are not willing to connect to the mindset aspect of it and willing to wrap their head around the mental game of it. Because when you can own the mental game, everything else gets a little bit easier. And that's probably the biggest thing we do, especially in our 47-day transformation. I just, I'm just talking about that because they just wrapped up two days ago and these guys have been just... It's, it's super impressive. It just really is to, to watch them come in, like ask the, the questions they ask at the beginning is like, like a baby. And then now on day 47, they're just like fucking crushing it, man. It's like, it, it's pretty impressive to see. And it's inspiring to see and knowing that we are not doing it for them. I take no credit. They had to eat the food and do the workouts and, and plan and prep and do all their stuff. Like we just gave them the tools. We gave them the educational pieces and answered their questions and walked them through the steps. Now, 99% of those people understand like, man, it's a behavioral change. It's a mindset change. It's a mental change. It's not, it's not just something I'm going to do a quick fix. It's something I'm going to have to work on forever. And, uh, that's my hope for all of you listening to me. If you do struggle with your eating and you find yourself, you know, fucking up and doing, you know, six or seven things wrong, or maybe just doing three or four things wrong. If you can fix those behaviors and ask yourself why you're doing them and try to stack up enough wins you're going to be successful in eradicating a lot of those shitty things in your life. And it won't be perfect, um, but it can happen over time if you put in the work. So anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, shoot me a message, send me a DM. I'm happy to record it if I can speak on it. I got a lot of stuff on the list. I have a lot of things in terms of business, finance, uh, a lot of other fitness stuff too coming on the pipe. My wife is now committed to being on the podcast. I don't know if I can get around once a week. We'll see. It might be a, a battle I'm not willing to... Um, to die over, but uh, she does offer a unique perspective, I think, for a lot of you listening because she works in the, the corporate world and she also gets to live in my world, which is a unique environment because obviously I only live in my world and I'd, I have no interest in anything else. Uh, but we can pop on and talk about, I think we're going to come on and go how we eat on vacation, how we eat at our house, uh, what it's like being married to me in this life, what we do, how we kind of do everything. Um, if you guys are interested in that, if you have any questions specifically around that, shoot me a message. I'm happy to to connect on that. And then if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. If you're on your iPhone, it's just the podcast app. If you're on an iPad, it's the same thing. If you're on your MacBook, click the iTunes icon, type in Jeremy Scott Fitness on the podcast and drop it. I truly do appreciate it. If you think this can help any of your friends and family or people who do struggle with the eating aspect of it or Anything in terms of behavioral patterns, I think this can be a game changer for them. So please do share it. The casket effect you have by sharing it. 
goes far beyond you can ever imagine. And if you're on YouTube, thank you guys for watching. Again, just you guys out there who don't know, our YouTube channel has about 850 videos on there. You can subscribe 100% for free. Just Google Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube, hit subscribe. Everything from fitness, nutrition, Q&A, all the mobility stuff we practice, and a lot of other fun things that we do film in our life that we share on there for you. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.